the unofficial kickoff to college football season is underway in Arlington, Texas. 50 days to go until the backyard brawl on September 1st at AcraShore Stadium in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And we're here to recap everything from day one of Big 12 Football Media Days, which includes press conferences from Neil Brown, new commissioner Brett Yormark, and four WVU football players. Nick Farrell here on the Golden Blue Nation pod. We're brought to you as always by Print and Spano, West Virginia's lawyers, your WVLawfirm.com. And without further ado, let's bring in our traveling reporter, our Mountaineer football insider, Angelica Trenone, who's joining us on the pod from Arlington, Texas at AT&T Stadium after a long day on her feet at Jerry World. So, Angelica, let's start with the hardest-hitting question that we know all our listeners want to hear. How was the food? Oh, well, first, I wanted to say I haven't been able to stop thinking since you said not Heinz Field. I can't even bring myself to say the name yet, Nick. Like Back I'm just sure I'm not over just for the ketchup bottles. Yeah, it hurts. When we're talking about the backyard brawl, so I that's all I've even... been able to think about. But I'm going to say something a little controversial. Okay. All right. The food was much better last year. Oh no! I'm sorry to hear that. I know it's tough, but we do have what seems to be a lifetime supply of beef jerky. So, like you know, you win some, you lose some. Well, thank goodness for Old Trapper, the official beef jerky of the Big 12 Conference. Are you bringing some back? Like, does that fit in carry-on, or what are we talking about here? Oh, yeah. There will be plenty. Now, will it make it back past the two-and-a-half-hour plane ride? I don't know, but we will be having some with us. And it was really confusing today because, unfortunately, this year, no cheerleaders or mascots. But the Old Trapper mascot that they had in attendance actually looked like a mountaineer except the the buckskins if you will that they were wearing that the man was wearing were a little bit lighter and all day all of us from west virginia were double taking like oh my gosh what happened to mary and no it's just the old trapper mascot that they brought so <laughs> that's that's pretty funny you know i know i i did a double take when someone posted a photo of the old trapper mascot i was like oh my gosh is that colson that doesn't make any sense but but right. no, was everyone just was some wondering who the heck it was but when they start passing out the beef jerky everyone was like okay Justice for the ketchup bottles, justice for the Mountaineer mascot. This won't do. They need to send them back next year. Okay, let's get to business. We've got a lot to cover here over the next 20 minutes or so on the Golden Blue Nation podcast. Let's start with Commissioner Brett Yormark's introductory press conference this morning, which kicked off the event. He was joined by outgoing Commissioner Bob Bowlesby and Baylor President Linda Livingstone. You know, I have to say, I have to give credit to our guy, TC Tony Caridi, because on Sportsline, I guess it was Tuesday night, just happened to be listening, and he said, you know, I don't know if Brett Yormark is going to use these exact words, but I feel like he's going to say something along the lines of the Big 12 is open for business. And sure enough, wow. the incoming Big 12 commissioner, Brett Yormark, said exactly those words. So, Angelico, can you give us some insight? What did he share today about his vision for the Big 12 as commissioner? Well, you know, first, not only did Tony say it, but he took the West Virginia slogan, right? Wasn't that, that your well, that was, West Virginia and, over West Virginia? That was Tony's point. Time. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. Well, I, I was really impressed with the incoming commissioner, and we had talked about this on our podcast previewing this event of how much was he going to give? Was he going to skirt around things? And while he didn't come out and give, you know, definitive answers on, yes, we will be, for example, adding schools from the Pac-12. Yes, we will be trying to go to a super conference, anything like that. But he answered it, 
I thought the best that he could in the position that he's in, and even the Baylor president, Linda Livingstone, I know we talked about this earlier today. She's like, hey, you thought working for Jay-Z was exciting because first week on your job, you're thrown conference realignment, and really not even first week. He doesn't even start yet until August 1st, and he said he's still been already fielding calls. And while he said, yes, the Big 12 is open for business, the, the one thing that I think we need to also take from his press conference is he said everything will be additive nothing will be dilutive and i think a lot of what he said also revolved around tv rights he said that's the main focus so i think tv rights being his main focus as the big 12 commissioner if programs aren't going to help the big 12 become the brand in the business nationally that he says he wants it to be. I don't necessarily know that they are going to be an option, but he said he's been taking a lot of phone calls. They are exploring all options, but I think that that's important to remember that they're not just going to do it because other conferences are doing it. They are going to make sure that maybe, you know, if they do add any other programs in the near future, wherever they come from, I think the one contingency is looking at those TV rights and how beneficial that will be to the Big 12 conference moving forward was my main takeaway from his uh, conference realignment talk. Mm -hmm. Let's talk a little bit more about that those media rights negotiations here in just a moment. We're talking with Angelica Trenone, Golden Blue Nation's Mountaineer football insider. She just wrapped up day one of Big 12 football media days at AT AT&T Stadium. I want to go back to something that we had talked about earlier on the podcast, Angelica, yesterday, uh, man, it's crazy how much the tone has changed in just one year's time, right? As we discussed previously, last year, Bob Bowlesby, now the outgoing commissioner of the league, said, I'm not losing any sleep over Big 12 realignment. Well, now your marks, basically his entire press conference was about the possibility of college football realignment. I mean, it, it doesn't that summarize just how much has changed over the last year? Well, and Bob Bowles, the only only spoke briefly, but he did kind of basically say that in a nutshell, Nick. He was like, the last time I was here talking to you on this stage, that's exactly what I said. Hey, we're all aligned and what we think. We're unified as a conference. And he said eight days later, Texas and Oklahoma are like, well, maybe not us, right? So he said, take everything that I say about calm waters in the conference as you will. So he at least was, you know, trying to, to see the upside in it, but... Brett Yormark had said that that was one of the reasons that he wanted to be the Big 12 Conference Commissioner. Well, actually, I thought it was interesting that he said he always wanted to be in college athletics, but he really did think he would at least be an athletics director first. But whenever it comes to the TV rights and all of that, um, he had said he thinks that that's where he can be the most beneficial in helping the conference. And he says right now there's a tremendous upside for the Big 12. Like I said, he wants it to be a national brand, a national business. And of course, those TV rights have everything to do with that. However, he didn't answer the question directly of, well, what does that mean? Like, are are Oklahoma and Texas going to leave early? He just said at this point, he's not going to answer that, but maybe come to him a couple weeks into after August 1st, and maybe he will have a better answer. So there's a lot of things, I would say, unknown. But I think maybe one thing that for the, the state of the conference that can maybe, you know, give a little certainty in this time is it sounds like 
Brett Yormark wants to take the Big 12 Conference, I think in the direction that college athletics as a whole is heading sooner rather than later. And he feels confident that his background can help, you know, the Big 12 maybe have that piece that it didn't have to take it to that national brand. Well, he certainly seems like he has the background to do exactly that. NBA experience, NASCAR experience, and of course, experience in the entertainment industry. He is the candidate for this job and will be the commissioner that works at the intersection of sports and entertainment, which is so important when you look at the business aspect of the college athletics industry. So with those media rights negotiations looming here in a couple of years, and with that being one of the main focal points of his introductory presser today, Angelica, I guess, is it fair to say that the biggest agenda item for the first two years of Brett Yormark's tenure as Big 12 commissioner is successfully securing a new and likely better TV media rights deal for the Big 12 Conference. Okay, I'm going to read you a sentence, a quote from him, and I think that will be the exact answer. This is the quote. One thing is crystal clear. There is no higher priority than to best position the Big 12 Conference for its upcoming multimedia rights negotiations. Mm, There it is right there. Right there. You heard it from his mouth. That was one of the first things that he had said hand in hand with talking about conference realignment every time someone brought up the ladder he always went back and made sure to mention about tv rights and two he had talked about his relationship with the pac-12 commissioner his relationship with people at espn he said it may not seem apparent but he's had relationships with a lot of you know higher up individuals in the sports world even though he was not in college athletics right before this so i think too that relationship that background is also going to be beneficial. But time and time again, he had said that is the number one priority that they are going to start working on immediately. Now, how soon could we maybe see a change with things? We're not entirely sure. But he said the one thing he wanted to do as well after August 1st is visit all 10 of the current Big 12 programs, talk to officials at those schools, and he wants to get their judge, their gauge too on where they see the conference going in terms of that standpoint. And he wants to make sure, obviously you want it to be beneficial for the conference, but you want it to be beneficial to where the programs that you have also want to remain in this conference and share your same vision. Absolutely, Angelica. And the Big 12's current grant of rights expires in 2025. A couple of other Power Five conferences have their grant of rights expiring in 2024. So it truly is an arms race for the almighty dollar in college athletics. And we'll see how things develop on that battlefield over the next couple of years. And as Angelica mentioned, the new commissioner expecting to participate in a listening tour, visiting all 10 campuses of current Big 12 members and the four incoming members as well, BYU, Cincinnati, Central Florida, and Houston. More details on that and his thoughts on potential college football playoff expansion over at our website, goldenbluenation.com. Angelica, hang with me real quick. We're going to take a quick break, get a word from our sponsor, and then we'll come back with thoughts on West Virginia's day at Jerry World. Pritt and Spano, West Virginia's lawyers. Unexpected hurdle? 
Prit and Spano. Unseen circumstance? Prit and Spano. Personal injury, criminal law, flash wills, family law. You need a firm that will be with you through it all. Prit and Spano. Their passionate team will employ their resources and unique perspectives to deliver the most effective representation. When you find yourself in need, turn to those who will fight for you. Prit and Spano. West Virginia's lawyers. Find them at yourwvlawfirm.com. The Golden Blue Nation podcast continues as we recap day one of Big 12 Media Days in Arlington, Texas, the unofficial kickoff to football season in the conference. Nick Farrell here along with our Mountaineer football insider, Angelica Trenone, who's joining us live over the phone from Arlington, Texas, to discuss what she heard from Coach Brown and players today. So Angelica, Neil went at about 1230 in the afternoon, had his press conference, talked a little pit, talked a little name, image, and likeness, talked a little transfer portal and retooling the roster. Uh, give me your takeaways from what Coach Brown discussed at AT&T Stadium today. One of the main things that stood out to me is obviously when you look at this West Virginia team, whether it's the West Virginia media, the national media, you know, people other in the Big 12 Conference, everybody wants to talk about JT Daniels, right? That, that's that's normally the questions that come up. They want to hear about the offense. I was surprised that he didn't get any of those questions while he was actually up at the podium. But I believe, judging by tweets, he got a couple of them in the scrum outside of it. But even when he spoke to the media after, you know Coach Brown, he keeps things very close to the vest when it comes to that. And you can ask him time and time again, but until the end of fall camp, he's going to tell you the same thing. It is a quarterback competition. So with that being said, I was surprised to hear him talk about what he thinks about this West Virginia defense and how he believes that it has the chance to be the best defensive unit that he and his staff have had Mm. so far here at West Virginia. And when you hear that, you know, fans and, and anyone else might think, oh, well, what? Because West Virginia did lose some key components on that side of the ball for different reasons. But then you also have to look at the players that it added, the players coming back. I mean, Dante Stills coming back for his final year of eligibility. Of course, you lost to Keen Mesidor, but you still got Tyler Jalston. You've got Jordan. You know, you you got players. And, of course, Lee Kova. We can't forget about him. Charles Woods. You have these guys who Coach Brown is really high on and believes that, that it could be one of the best groups. So I was kind of – I thought that that was a little bit interesting because I expected more of his his talk to be focused on offense. But something that I liked about what he said was they are, regardless on each side of the ball, the defensive specifically, they're not going to lose what makes West Virginia football special, which is toughness. And he said he thinks a lot of the, the members of the defense mirror that same mindset and he also said they have such unique paths to the way that they got here to West Virginia most of them that it's almost making that chemistry mesh a lot quicker a lot faster more cohesive than you know maybe anybody would expect looking at the roster so for me my big takeaway aside from the backyard brawl was how he really sees this defense I mean to me saying it could be the best defensive unit we've had yet Mm. I mean I think that's pretty you know that's that's pretty high up there on things that you could say, given some of the defensive players that have come through in his tenure. Well, absolutely, Angelica. And to think that just two years ago in 2020, the Mountaineers produced the best total defense among all yeah. Power 5 schools, right? So that really is saying something. I saw a couple of people tweeting about that because I, I do think, Angelica, that a lot of people latched on to those comments today. And some some folks, you know, taking that natural approach of being 
a Mountaineer being an underdog, perhaps, saying they won't be doubting us on defense for too much longer. But here's the thing. like I don't know that anybody doubts a Jordan Leslie-led defense after the way the Mountaineers have played on that side of the ball the last two seasons. I mean, that really has been the hallmark of the program under Coach Brown over the last three completed seasons. And, and I guess as a league, the Big 12 is kind of trending in that direction. Gone are the days of the overpowered offenses, the 55, 60, and 70-point outings. Really, the league is starting yeah. to, sh- to shift a lot toward more balanced offenses and much better defenses. I think one thing, though, Nick, when you look at it that people often overlook is I think people want to look more at what West Virginia has lost defensively because, again, Coach Brown even said something – when talking about the defense that he said in years past, think about it. You've had the Tony fields. Obviously you've had the Darius Sills. You've had some guys in the secondary. There's that one player that when it comes to defense, you're like, Oh, this is West Virginia's defense. He says this year, there's not going to be that star player because of the way that these guys are. It's going to be a star unit, so to speak. So I think a lot of people maybe look past the fact of, oh, you lost the members of the secondary, you lost your Mike linebacker, you lost, you know, one of the key members in All-American of your defensive line. And while that may be the case, I think you also have to look at the talent that it already had, that it's been growing in this program over the past couple of years, and the talent that it brought in. And of course, what do we know about football, right? It's not an individual sport. So while West Virginia may not have that one guy you can pinpoint and be like, wow, he's that star. While they maybe lost some of those, I think what Coach Brown was saying is definitely true when you look at it that way, that this defense has the chance to be the star-studded lineup instead of the star stud of the defense, so to speak. Chatting with Mountaineer football insider Angelica Trenone after day one of Big 12 Media Days at AT&T Stadium in Arlington, Texas. Angelica saw on Twitter, which by the way, if you don't follow her, you should, at Angelica Trenone, saw on Twitter that you were yucking it up as always with the four participating players from WVU, plus Sam James, West Virginia's representative for Big 12 Champions for Life, Zach Frazier, Dante Stills, Bryce Ford Wheaton, and Charles Woods all representing the Mountaineers at Jerry World today. Uh, any good nuggets from the players that you may have got behind the scenes? Well, these guys are hysterical, okay? <laughs> when you put a camera on them, even Zach Frazier, and you know Zach Frazier, he's a man of few words. He does football, and that's what he does. So we're like, Zach, we're going to need you to ask some questions. We're going to need you to flash the suit. And he's like, oh, my gosh, like, what should I? You know, we're prepping him <laughs> behind the scenes for this. And if you watch the video of them doing the fashion show, he just says, yeah, I'm wearing gray. I'm a simple man. <laughs> You know, pretty fitting, I guess. Right. (laughs) We were like, you know, that is Zach Frazier. So, of course, Bryce was super into it. He was going on. He's a classic man. Right. Dante, we know what we're going to get with him. But those guys just seemed so excited, so happy to be here. But, you know, there is one thing that I did notice the way that they were looking around at, you know, if, if you look at the Baylor players, there's 900 cameras surrounding them, maybe only a few at West Virginia, maybe only a few for Kansas State, right? So I think they were kind of looking around, and I had even asked them, well, what do you think about being picked to finish eighth? And they're like, hey, we're not saying anything because we're talking on the field. And I think being here in this environment, this is a place that they want to play in for the Big 12 championship. I think it maybe helped create just a little more buzz for them as if they needed it at all. But you want to know something else that is very cool. Mm -hmm. We were talking to them about the backyard brawl. Of course, they're all so excited. 
Um, Zach Frazier was saying he's never actually seen one in person, which makes him, even though he's a West Virginia kid, he's like, that. I was just a little too young for that. Dante said the same thing. So they're excited to play in it. But I will give Ryan Decker credit for this one because I was working on my live shot, but he did tell me this nugget that he asked Zach Frazier about the country roads uniforms. And Zach said, when we got them, the first thing I did was find Fairmont on the roadmap. That's right. On the jerseys. Yep. How about I that? I just thought, I mean, heck, because I'm looking at them and I'm from West Virginia as well. And I'm like, oh, this is a lot going on, right? There is no <laughs> way we're finding the world's largest teapot there. You know what I'm saying? But so these guys, we had a lot of fun with them. We made them do a lot of fun things and they really enjoyed it. But that's kind of what this event is about. So hopefully you all will go on our digital platforms. You'll watch them. You'll give these guys some love. All of the shout outs to fine look and feel today. Like my goodness, I couldn't even count the way they were just so excited to be here. So it was nice to be around them. Of course, you know, we always make them do crazy things. They love it. We saw Sam James for five seconds and I got him just shoving his face with beef jerky. So worth it. Beautiful, beautiful. So last thought, Angelica, and by the way, chatting with Angelica Trinone on the Golden Blue Nation podcast. Anything else that we might have missed that happened today outside of WVU and the Big 12, new Big 12 commissioner, Brent Yormark's press conferences today? What was the most interesting thing that happened maybe that was unrelated to the Mountaineers or the new commission? Hmm, interesting. I'm not, I'm not sure in terms of, well, you know, I'm I'm uh, intrigued to see what Greg Burks is going to say on Thursday whenever mm, it comes okay. to the rules. But you want to know, so everybody was act as soon as Kansas Lance Leipold came on the stage, everyone was like, oh, oh, remember when he didn't make like everybody here just kind of like shared that <laughs> laugh. But one of the things that I guess I want to point out is, and again, I brought this up on the podcast previewing this event, and I'm not saying not tooting my own horn because I was correct. But there are a lot of, you know, other members of the Big 12 who cover this that were asking West Virginia about this backyard brawl rivalry. So it just goes to show it's not only something that West Virginia and Pitt's fan bases are about. For a lot of these people, you know, they're older and those are the games that they kind of like associate with top rivalries in college football, right? So I was just surprised at the amount of people who were not West Virginia representation asking those kind of questions. I just thought that it was kind of neat, but also I just want to say the kid reporters top notch this year, mm. they did such a great job and you know, they're at the old trapper set. They're there with their beef jerky. But the one thing I loved, it was a team effort. Nick, one little kid stood off to the side. He held a laptop with the questions that they came up with themselves specific to each coaches and you know, teamwork. You love to see it. And at one point I was kind of like, wow, are the kid, you know, are, are the kids asking maybe better questions? That, you know, I was questioning myself for a minute. They were just that talented, <laughs> and they were that good. And I also have to say, Tom Brown does say hello to you. Oh, good. He did say I just, you know, and I need this is a great ending. I'm I've got the pink jumpsuit on today. What's hysterical is the workers for the Big Twelve are all, all wearing, wearing pink. pink polos. I know. So I noticed kind of, this. Yes, it kind of looks like I'm work. Like whenever I got there, I'm like, oh, am I a worker? Am I the head of things? I'm not sure. Everybody's loving it. But Tom Brown said, Angelica, you're the star here today because I was in hot uh, take. And with that, 
who cares about anything else? Very good. It happened. Very good. That that's Neil oh, Brown's and he father, did also by the way. Say, we should say, I do want to say this. He's probably not going to listen, but happy retirement to Tom Brown. He told us he is oh, retiring wow. on Friday, and he's very excited because that means he will be there in person for the backyard brawl and a lot more games this year because he will not have to worry about work on Friday. So he said that. Happy retirement to Tom Brown. That's coming up on Friday. We v- love it. Friend of v- the program. Very cool. Very cool. All right, Angelica, one last thing. I counted zero, zero horns down questions today. Am I right or did I miss something? Well, you're, you're correct, but Texas was not here. Well, that's true. That's believe. true. So we got to see you tomorrow. Know? Yep, we so got to see tomorrow. That, well, but that's what I'm thinking about tomorrow, too. And also, because, you know, we just love a little bit of drama. I was like, oh, bold. They're asking the Texas and OU questions on a day when neither of them are here. Yeah, so then, Mike Gundy, you know of course, me. I'm just right? like, come on, bring them up. Yeah, right. And Mike, and Mike Gundy, the hot topic last year, remember, was his mullet. None mm-hmm. of that. None of that here. I, I do. I we do. did learn Brett Yormark and his twin were a drummer. That was something interesting that <laughs> randomly came out of today that he thought would be a fun fact. And he said his family was here and he kind of like looked at them and he's like, that's funny because I actually never really discussed that with my kids. But yeah, here I am telling it to a whole full room full of media that I was a drummer. Very so. funny. Yeah, I, I think one more comment from Brett Yormark was when the Big 12 board of directors realized that he had a twin. They said, how would we know the difference between the two of you? And he said, maybe you wouldn't. So is it really <laughs> Brett Yormark or was yeah. it his brother today? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Let the conspiracy theories begin. All right, enough of that. Angelica, appreciate your time. Go get some dinner, and we'll see you again. We'll talk to you again soon, okay? All right, sounds good. Thanks for all your hard work. That's Angelica Trinone, our Mountaineer football insider, right here on the Golden Blue Nation podcast. We're brought to you, as always, by Pritt and Spano, West Virginia's lawyers, your WVLawfirm.com. We have a lot more goodies on our website, GoldenBlueNation.com, and on the free Golden Blue Nation app. Check those out from day one of Big 12 Media Days and make sure to stick with our website and our coverage on TV in your Mountaineer Minutes for more coverage from Arlington, Texas. So long. I've been Nick Farrell. We'll talk to you again tomorrow right here on the Golden Blue Nation pod.